All right, you're probably thinking to yourself, whoa, Alex, this podcast title is very spicy. What do you mean you're going to talk about the cons of Fiverr? Guys, buckle up. This is about to be an episode filled with some tea. I'm going to dive into both the pros and cons of using Fiverr so I can be totally transparent with you guys and help you establish a greater freelancing business that extends far beyond a Fiverr-like tool. Get pumped. Let's do it. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hi guys, we're back for another episode of the Freelance Fairy Tales. Today I'm going to talk about a spicier topic that is probably going to surprise some people because I know everyone thinks that I am the Fiverr girl and I am bought and paid for by Fiverr and they pay me to, you know, post everything that I post and all that good stuff. And the truth is they don't pay me to post any of it. And if anything, they've almost implied to me that they wish I would scale back associating myself so closely with their brand. So I know a lot of people listening are going to be shocked by that, but it's definitely the truth. And that's why today I want to talk about the pros and cons of Fiverr, because it certainly has many of both. And I never want to give off the impression that Fiverr is the best you know, resource in the entire world and it can do no wrong. It can do a lot of wrong. And I think it's important everyone's just aware of what they're getting themselves into when they use a Fiverr. And I think if you have this information at your disposal, you'll be more likely to navigate the platform with success and kind of lay the foundation for a freelancing career that is much bigger and beyond a Fiverr. Because I think a lot of people think that Fiverr is kind of going to be how they run their entire freelancing business and empire. And really, it's just the training wheels on, you know, your bike of financial success. Oh my gosh, what a like analogy right now. Fiverr is a great place in the beginning. It's a great place to get used to customer service and all of the things that are expected of you as a freelancer. But it's absolutely not a sustainable solution to a five plus year career in freelancing. So I just want to be frank about that with you guys today. And just kind of look at at list of both pros and cons when it comes to Fiverr. You know, I've certainly experienced both with them. I've had great moments with them. I've had terrible moments with them. And it's no secret that they are a buyer-centric platform, which means as the seller, you come secondary in most disputes and negotiations that occur on the site. And, you know, it can really get old when you're like at the six-year, seven-year mark where I am. Always coming second in every single dispute on there gets old, for sure. And that's why I'm kind of working on developing my own freelancing brand right now without Fiverr so I can report back to you guys on how to do it and how to successfully pivot off of Fiverr. So we're going to start with the pros, and then we're going to move our way into the cons, guys. (laughs) So, you know, some obvious pros of freelancing on Fiverr is that it's great for beginners. There's a low pressure when using Fiverr because it has a lower quality client than you're going to find on Upwork or you're going to find in any other arrangement with freelancing. People who use Fiverr know that they can get a good deal. They know they can bargain down rates. And although that's you know fine for them, it does typically attract a client that has a lower budget, which means they are generally just going to be a lower quality client. 
However, that's great news for you because if you're brand new to freelancing, you don't know what you're doing yet either. So you don't exactly want a client that's going to expect you to be an industry veteran. You know, you want a client who's going to be more understanding that you're learning as you go, that you don't totally understand customer service norms yet, that you're still working out time management and all of the things that come with being a beginner. So I find that, you know, although it's a lower quality client and they want to pay less, it almost is a perfect arrangement for you because you're not exactly prepared to satisfy someone who wants to bill at $100 plus per hour either. And that's not even due to your talent. I'm talking about all the other things that come with managing a client, like responding to them, holding their hand, keeping them happy, being attentive, all the things that you know have nothing to do with your degree or your actual industry experience. And you know, you're going to need to learn that. It's going to take you some time. It's going to take you probably a year. And that's where Fiverr is amazing because you're going to have people who are understanding of it and you're going to have people who know that you are brand new and that's why you're not charging a lot. And it's just going to be a you know a proper union between you and this buyer. Another reason that Fiverr is great to use in the beginning is that it is scalable and it is scalable quickly. And I have seen it. M- many of you guys have told me in my Facebook groups that you've reached two to $3,000 per month after just a couple months on there. And I did as well. And I've even had people tell me they've hit 10K plus in a year. So that's kind of the metric that I'm going to use with you guys for this example, only because people have told me that they've done it. I did not hit 10K in my first year. It took me about two and a half years to hit 10K, but I'm seeing you know, people using my tips and everything are hitting 10K within their first year. And they're even building their own team and getting talent that's providing uh, service to their growing business, which is amazing. So Fiverr definitely has a really quick scaling timeline, which I think is great, because I don't believe you should have to wait three years to make good money with it. You know, just because it took me that long doesn't mean it needs to take you guys that long with all the educational resources that I have now. So if you're looking to pay your bills and pay your bills fast, I think Fiverr is an amazing solution for that. And I think there is no reason you can't hit 10K after a year if you are sticking with it, working every single day, you know, putting into it what you want to get out. That is the whole name of the game with Fiverr. You are absolutely going to get out what you put in. So if you are working seven days a week, 10 hours every day, I can promise you, you are going to hit seven, eight, nine K a month a year from now, which is, I think, a really cool thing about Fiverr, you know, obviously we're going to talk about it in the cons section, the fees that they're going to take from you along the way and why it makes it not a sustainable solution in the long term. But in the short term, I think it's a really, really amazing way to not only, you know, start paying your bills, but to also save and start saving money that you can invest into other things that you're going to do to pivot off of Fiverr so you're not beholden to them forever. The last pro I'm going to talk about with Fiverr is that since it is so forgiving to beginners and it is just the place that everyone goes when they're first starting, I think it's a really great marketplace to test out your different interests and passions and what you do and what you don't want to sell on there. Over the last six years, I think I've tested out 18 different gigs to kind of you know, discover my favorite five or six or ones that make more money that I didn't anticipate we're going to make more money, like my product description gig. And I think that's a really cool feature about it, that you can explore the market, get to know yourself better, get to know what clients are willing to pay for. I mean, that's invaluable information that you can then take with you off of Fiverr. And I think it's, you know, it comes at a low risk. I mean, it's free to open a gig. It doesn't cost you anything. You're just going to use, what, Canva on your phone to set it up and that's it. And I think that's just an amazing you know, thing when starting out with freelancing, and and you guys hear me say this all the time, but why it is so low risk, and such an amazing solution for people who want to be financially independent, 
because you don't have to throw down $1,000 on Facebook ads. You don't have to go buy a commercial space. You just need your laptop, your phone, and the internet. So with the Fiverr, it's really whatever you want to make of it when you're just starting out. You can test out anything you want. You can test out different sales tactics. You can get to know yourself with customer service. It's really just an amazing, you know, training wheels scenario for you, which, you know, can't be stated enough. But look at that segue into the cons right now. All of these amazing things that come with Fiverr, I think, has a timeline to it. And I think it extends from the first day to about the two year mark, unless you're accepted into Fiverr Pro, guys. So that's a, you know, that's a different situation. That's the top 1% of the platform. Not everyone will be accepted into it. And it doesn't mean that you're not talented and you don't have promise. If you're accepted into Fiverr Pro, then you absolutely, you know, can head to the 200, 300, 400K mark per year, which is where I am at right now. But there are still some cons with that and the money that Fiverr will take from you. So if you're a Fiverr pro, you know, necessarily this isn't the same situation for you, but this is just a more general approach and overview that I'm taking to Fiverr right now. So just keep that in mind, guys. All right, now we're gonna talk about the T. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about the cons of Fiverr and what I've noticed over the last six to seven years. And to be honest, I've been kind of unhappy with them lately because they've been pushing out a bunch of new features that are kind of preying on the seller and encouraging the seller to spend money on promoted gigs, on a success manager, on expedited turnaround of your funds. You know, all of a sudden, Fiverr's trying to make money off of their sellers, which I find to be a bit tasteless considering they already take a flat 20% fee from the seller. So I have been watching them get a little more greedy recently, and I'm not loving what I'm seeing. So I just want to be frank about that with you guys and talk about it in this podcast. Because at the end of the day, they're not paying me to, to share any of this with you guys. And I kind of, you know, feel a responsibility to be transparent with you and what's going on. And one of, you know, one of those things today that that I need to be transparent about is how Fiverr is definitely moving in a direction that is becoming even more anti-seller than they already were. Which brings me to my first con that I want to talk about is that Fiverr is a very buyer-centric platform. They always have been and they always will be. You know, I've been back and forth with them on this. I've kind of told them I feel like they don't have my back at times. I've lost money in disputes that I don't believe was fair. And at the end of the day, they are very unapologetic about being buyer-centric. They have no plans of changing that model anytime soon. As the seller, you are going to just come in second place with almost everything that happens on there. You know, this can be disheartening. This can be discouraging. It can make it hard some days on there. I'm not going to lie when you feel like you aren't valued. That's been my biggest challenge on Fiverr to date is this feeling that they could care less if I am on there or not. I know you guys are listening to this going, oh my gosh, Alex, how could they care less if you're on there or not? But they make it very clear to me, despite everything I've posted or, you know, whatever's been put out there, they've made it very clear to me that I am disposable and they can replace me at any moment and I need to stay in line. That's kind of the the psychology that they apply to sellers if you get a little rambunctious is that you need to stay in line. And that's, you know, just goes back to their buyer-centric business model. They believe if they place more attention to the buyer who's spending money on the platform, that there's always going to be a seller who can fulfill their desire and that they don't need to worry about the seller or the seller's happiness. 
If you're just starting out on Fiverr, this is fine. You don't need them to worry about your happiness. You're using them for all of the different reasons I just listed. And that's an amazing, you know, arrangement between you and Fiverr. But if you want to spend five plus years on there, being told that you don't matter, it can definitely get to you, especially when they're taking that 20% fee, which is my other con here. They do not waive the 20% fee no matter how large an order is. People have told me on Upwork if an order is, I believe, above $500, they'll lower their fee to 10%, which is fine still not great. That's why there's a lot of activity in the world of freelancing right now with sites like Continuum and Contra and probably LinkedIn marketplaces promising a 0% fee on its sellers. And that's going to be a huge, huge selling point for these new freelancing marketplaces and softwares because these other sites have been taking 20% from us all this time. Now, I can't do the math, you know, right now in my head, but having made $1.2 million on Fiverr, that's after they've taken the 20%. I always see these people comment on my stuff and they're like, well, you have to take into account that, that there's going to be 20% deducted. And I'm like, guys, it's already been deducted. So that should tell you how much more money I've actually made on Fiverr than my screenshots will even show you. You know, after six, seven years, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars Fiverr has made from the transactions I've closed using their website. Now, in the first few years, did I care that Fiverr took 20%? Not at all, because they were fielding me clients I could have never gotten on my own. They were giving me a place to freelance and help make who I am today when it comes to freelancing. So I wasn't salty about it. At the level I'm at now, to have them not only waive it, but to still treat me like I'm a day one seller on their platform, it just doesn't sit well with me. And that's probably why I'm recording this podcast today, just to be transparent. I mean, the 20% fee still applies to me. It still applies to everyone. It's been brought to my attention that they're taking a percentage fee from tips, which I don't even know if that's like allowed. They're now, you know, encouraging sellers to buy promoted gigs, which is just an ad you would run to make sure that your gig is more seen on their site. You know, I think that kind of goes against the entire premise of Fiverr and how if you're talented and if you provide a high quality service, you'll rise to the top. Now I'm kind of seeing, oh, basically, if you pay your way, you will rise to the top. I don't like the direction I see them headed in right now. And I kind of hope, you know, I'm over exaggerating this and I hope that it, it doesn't become what it looks like it's becoming. But if you're a new seller on Fiverr, please don't buy promoted gigs. Think about it. If your gigs are not optimized, if your profile is not set up in a way that resonates with potential buyers, what makes you think an ad is going to make them buy from you? That's why I'm so passionate about sharing with you guys how to optimize your Fiverr correctly, because that is how you're going to win clients using high crisp Im high quality images that are crisp with eye contact, smiling, properly formatted gig images, titles that are short, concise with keywords, descriptions with bullet points, all the things that I talk about all the time and I have in all of my online courses, that is how you're going to get clients, not by, you know, fielding money in to hope that the right person lands on it. It's just a band-aid to a problem. Like you need to actually address the root source of the problem which is why I think this promoted gigs feature, I don't like it. I think they're preying on newbies that don't necessarily know better. And I think they know that, which I you know, really don't, don't like. I don't like what I'm seeing. Someone who's brand new on Fiverr should not be using promoted gigs. I don't think they should even suggest it to them. Maybe someone like me could use it, sure. But I still don't believe I should have to pay into a system that's already taking 20% from me. So if there's anything you take away from this right now, guys, don't use the promoted gigs. Don't feel like you ought to use them. If you're getting messaging that it's something you need to be considering, think again. 
and focus more so on the actual quality of your gig and your profile and what's actually going to convert buyers at the end of the day. So, you know, that's just another con here. I mean, I'll talk also briefly about the seller success program that they just launched where they pair you with a quote unquote success manager. To me, the point of freelancing is that you're free. Okay. It's literally in the name and you are running your own business and that's the beauty of it. You don't have a boss telling you what to do anymore. So a success manager is going to exert autonomy over your business. They're going to start to get involved in everything and tell you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. They may even message you to scold you at times. I know you're probably thinking, okay, Alex, this sounds like it's a little personal. Yes, yes, guys, very personal. One day I'll I'll share all about this with you guys. (laughs) Can't yet, but there's a lot of stories there. So my thing, you know, what I'm basically warning you with these success managers is don't think that having one is going to suddenly make you successful. Again, they can't make you make you successful like setting up a proper gig and profile can do. And these people aren't going to sit there and tell you how to set up a profile the way that I have. They're going to just make more suggestions and almost kind of feel like a big brother watching in a way. And if you're someone who likes having someone tell you what to do every day, then maybe it is for you. But for the majority of people arriving at freelancing, the whole point was to quit your nine to five to travel, to be your own boss, to be in control of your schedule again. And a success manager is going to take that from you. So don't feel like you need one to be successful. Okay. You can be successful on your own without paying anything into the system. If you want to use one, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just giving you guys my two cents on it and why you should or shouldn't feel like you need to pay for one. Last thing that I've heard recently, which I think is really uncool, is that they're offering a 1% transaction fee to people to get your funds faster, to clear your funds more quickly. I think that's really messed up. Like they're charging a fee that separates you from accessing the money that you rightfully earned on their platform after they took their 20% and also their like 2% from the buyer side. You know, if you want to pay that 1% fee to get your funds more quickly because you need them, I totally understand. But again, don't feel like you need to pay all these things. I don't think you should have to pay for any of these things. I think the 20% cut that they're taking is plenty, guys. So if you're feeling stressed out or like you should be buying into these programs, let this be a sign that no, you don't. And I do not believe you should have to put money into freelancing. I believe that the entire basis of freelancing is that it is low risk and the currency of it is your talent. You shouldn't have to pay any more than that. The last obvious con of Fiverr, guys, is that it's anonymous. So you don't necessarily have a direct connection with these clients that you can take with you if the site were to shut down or if you were to lose your profile. That's why I always tell people, okay, guys, pro tip here. This is invaluable information that you should have a running Excel file where you just kind of jot down whatever information your buyers have given you. If they've given you an email or a URL, that's enough for you to be able to contact them one day should you leave Fiverr. So I absolutely recommend starting to just kind of track your clientele in there. Obviously, guys, you cannot give them your contact information. That's the quickest way to get kicked off of Fiverr. So you can't ask them for theirs. You can't give them yours. But what you can do is just write down what you have learned about them and keep it in an Excel file. Please don't contact them while you're still freelancing on Fiverr. You know, they could end up writing to you and saying, oh, I see your message off of Fiverr. Great. Let's do business there. And then boom, you're kicked off. So just keep this Excel file. You know, it's like in the background for one day if you're not using Fiverr anymore. It's a passive thing. Like, don't be proactive with it. Don't message these people while you're also on Fiverr. But I do think it's just smart to keep track of everyone you've worked with so that you have some job security should you get kicked off of Fiverr. 
or should you decide to pivot off of it at some point, which is also my other pro tip, take screenshots of your five-star reviews. Uh, You can put these screenshots on your social media. You can put them on a personal website. You can use them when LinkedIn Marketplaces launches. All of that information on your Fiverr is rightfully yours, even if it technically belongs to Fiverr. So just become a screenshot psycho like I have and just, you know, create a folder of tons of screenshots of your analytics, how many orders you've completed. These are all things that you can use as social proof on other sites. Again, once you choose to pivot or leave Fiverr, it's going to be invaluable that you took those screenshots. So just start doing your due diligence, guys. It can take you five minutes every day. And I promise you, you're just going to sleep a little better at night. Because I know there is the stress of, well, what if Fiverr, you know, collapses or what if I no longer have a Fiverr? And that's a really good way to think. And that's how I think. So just always be sure, you know, to separate yourself as a brand from the Fiverr or Upwork marketplace. All right, guys, that was some hot information. (laughs) I hope you're feeling good about it. I don't want anyone to feel discouraged from using a Fiverr. That was not my intention with this podcast at all. I'm just being real with you guys. Everything has good and bad to it in this life. Like there isn't anything that's just all good, okay? Everything has good and bad. So I don't want you to think that I'm out here preaching that Fiverr is 112% all good all the time. They're definitely not. They definitely have a lot of shortcomings as a company. And I am really excited to see what these new platforms are going to do. And if they're going to be more seller-centric, then you might hear me in this podcast a couple months from now promoting them over a Fiverr. You know, it definitely could happen. But in the meantime, you guys got this. You're going to be all good. That's why you got to join my Facebook group. We provide real-time support. It's a great community. It's called Freelancing Mentorship with Alexandra Fasulo. It's totally free, guys. Of course, I have to do a little shameless plug to my online courses. I have four of them now, two different Fiverr courses that'll just help you navigate all of these different nuances and manipulate it to the best of your ability so you can try and hit that 10K each month just one or two years from now. With that, guys, hope you love this. You got this. Go kill your day. I'll be back next week. 